0: Not a matter of if, but when, a crisis could rock your world. I'm Rashini Rajkumar, Crisis Strategist, Licensed Attorney, and host of The Crisis Files. In each case file, we explore a real-world crisis or a multi-dimensional controversy. My Crisis Squad and I are here to find solutions. We also turn to people with an inside track. Today, Stephanie March is here. A longtime food and dining editor for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, Stephanie is a restaurant expert who hosts a foodie radio show and appears on national programs, including The Today Show and The Food Network. She's here to discuss a case file I call Tipping Point. Does it seem like everyone wants a tip these days? You approach a counter for customer service, and once you tap your card, the tip screen appears. It's not just for food service. It's popping up in places you might not expect. On top of that, many diners are encountering service charges on their bills, which are not tips. Or are they? What are those service charges for? Are they really benefiting workers or just shifting the burden of fair wages and benefits from the business to the customer? Stephanie, so much to get into. First,
1: what are service charges? Why are we seeing more of them? The way to put it is that a service charge allows the restaurant to be more in control of the money that's coming in to their business through tips. And it's different state by state, but in Minnesota specifically, The owners of a restaurant are not allowed to say whatever someone can do with the tips that a server receives. So once you fill in your tip charge, your tip line, that money goes directly to your server, and the owner of the restaurant is not allowed to tell them what to do with it. So what the service charges have started to show up, and this is across the board, it gives it a little bit more of control to the restaurant to figure out how to reallocate that money coming in so that it may create fair wages, it may even out the system, you know, in terms of hiring. We've seen that in the past. Servers, you know, if you think about it, they're the ones receiving this money. They work shorter hours than maybe the guys in the back and the people in the back doing the cooking. When you factor in how much money that is, it usually is a higher wage than Than the 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 kitchen guy.
0: Okay, well, right here, I've got Exhibit A. (laughs) You have
1: receipts, actual receipts. I have an
0: actual receipt. This is from just days ago on a double date with some friends. And right here, I'm reading it to you, Stephanie. Please note a 5% health and wellness charge is added onto every bill. This charge goes to support health insurance and paid time off benefits for our staff. This charge
1: is not a gratuity. So this is actually in addition to the tip, Stephanie. Yeah, well, this one is interesting that you brought this one because there really are two kinds of service charges right now. There's a service charge like this, a smaller percentage which is meant to offset the costs of offering your employees full-time benefits, you know, health and wellness is that kind of thing, making sure that those people as hourly workers have health insurance. That's what that's supposed to do. The reason that they're putting it on there and letting you know it actually was because there was a movement toward we want our hourly workers to be taken care of. A lot of people say, I just want you to raise prices across the board. Well, that doesn't really tell you that the restaurant is doing the good work that they see that we as diners want from them. So I understand that piece of it. a Little three percent, four percent, five percent, six percent, anything below ten percent to me is like, to me that's just a moment of like the of understanding the way you know the way that everything is kind of inflating. I guess without saying inflation. But here's the other service charge, and this is actually what's more important. When they put on there is a twenty percent, a twenty five percent service charge. Then we're getting into an area where it's in the place of a gratuity, right? That to me says there's something different about the way that that money is going to then be collected and distributed. And usually a service charge does not say that it's going to be for health and wellness if it's going to be about wages. And so the reason that they have to say by law that it is not a gratuity, and this is where the confusion comes in, and this is why I think we're talking about this today, because people are like, well, I don't want to have to tip. You just said I have a service charge, and do I have to tip on top of that? All of a sudden, there's all this crazy math that you... After three drinks and a chimichanga, you have to suddenly figure out what is the money. your brain is just on (laughs) carb and sugar overload. You're just having a good time and all of a sudden you're asked to do math? The problem comes is that gratuity is such a loaded word and tipping is such a loaded word now.
0: Exactly. Here's the thing. Did a lot of this start with the COVID pandemic and restaurants shutting down and really going under? Or was this percolating prior to COVID?
1: This was actually percolating before COVID. Before COVID, there was already a labor shortage of hospitality workers. You found people, all of a sudden, they were like, I can't find anyone to work and I can't find any the kitchen guys. So here's what was happening. 2017, 18, 19 was people weren't wanting to work in kitchens. And if you think about it, it's the hardest, sweatiest, longest job. And it basically you get you know, you were kind of getting below rate minimum Just wage. no respect, right? Well, and I mean respect, but minimum wage, like minimum wage. You know yes. what I'm saying? So, and then you have the servers. You know, the front of house staff is working shorter hours. It's not as hot, <laughs> and they're making. You know, let's say like in the pre-pandemic, you know, there was a big push to get the uh, the minimum wage to go up, and Across and that was going, and that was going in Minnesota. They were stepping up to the fifteen dollar an hour. So pre-pandemic, that was already sort of churning. But guess what? Most back-of-house guys were sort of already getting more than $15 an hour. There was an $18, and $19, because people were trying to get them to stay. Meanwhile, servers in the front, though, are making, you know, maybe they're making $10 an hour, $11 an hour, but they're pulling in tips. They're getting the tip. Historically, it has been where the tipped money is what they live on. So... I would say that historically you don't necessarily see the actual dollar per hour as anything more than paying the taxes on that tipped money. So a lot of times people would just get zeroed out checks. And that's not every case, of course. There's, you know, some servers at high-end steakhouses, you know, they could make $70,000 a year, whereas some people in, you know, little breakfast and lunch joints, they are barely cutting, you know, making enough like thirty dollars a year. So it's definitely a spectrum.
0: This is goes. a spectrum, and I wish... That the United States could be like Australia, which the last time I was there, Australians were saying to me, "We hate it when you Americans come to town and eat because you tip. Yeah, we don't tip here."
1: Well, most Europe and Japan—I mean, most countries other than America—tend to not tip. They pay people higher wages. They take care of them in. So they are paying fairly
0: in these other restaurants. Yes. Why can't that be the aspirational goal, or just the goal? In
1: our country, Stephanie. When I was in Japan and I was like eating everywhere and it was just like, here's the bill and there you go. And it's so nice. Here's like the roundup and you don't have to do a lot to it. And that's a nice freedom to be sure it's so entrenched and we all thought the pandemic would actually reset it which is why you're actually seeing more service charges now because people were trying to say take the reset you know there were certain restaurateurs in our cities that said hey it's never going to work if we just do it we have to make sure that everybody does it and so then we had the moment and a lot of people came back and said we're going to abolish tipping this is the thing we're going to go to a service charge so that we can spread the money more equitably so that your back of house people your front of house people they can all realize this money that's coming into the restaurant and we can make it an even distribution
0: (laughs) that It hasn't quite gone according it to plan. It hasn't
1: gone according to plan. And here's the funny thing about us in the great North Midwest Minnesota thing. So people were saying, we're going to take the tip line off, no tipping. You know, it's all included or whatever. And so it's like, great. But then there's people like, well, I really want to leave a tip. I really loved Bobby Sue over here. She's amazing and she deserves something. And so I want to leave her a tip. You know, they want to be generous. They want to take care of their people. And so then all of a sudden, a restaurant that says we're eliminating tipping because of its moral implications and we want to be fair all of a sudden says, well, we're going to add a tip line because if you want to add a tip, you should be able to. Well, in Minnesota, we have a guilt problem and we want to be the best people we can be. And so the pressure to put a tip on with a tip line, even though it says you don't have to, is enormous. And the worst part is we are the kind of people who are going to say, you know what, I'm just going to add the tip. And then you do the tip, but then you won't come back. You won't tell them you won't come back. You just won't come back. Right. And, and that's the problem. And I've been that
0: person who, when I see a 20% service charge and someone has given me some indication that that is actually not a gratuity, yeah. how little do I really want to tip on top of that? But then I don't want to seem cheap. See? see, you don't so want I to So I do tip. Yeah. But guess what? I won't go back. There are very few restaurants that I will then go back. I have to love them beyond love. Now, I wish I had Exhibit B here. I don't. I only have A. Yeah. The very same day of this receipt, earlier in the day, I actually had lunch out, and it was one of those restaurants in the Minneapolis area that has a a low percentage service charge, but there's no tip line. So should that tell me not to tip? Because I've been tipping at that location.
1: Oh, if there's no tip line, I mean, do you carry cash? Good for you. (laughs) I don't really carry a lot of cash. No, okay, because that's... I actually just add it to the signature page. My feeling that if they don't have a tip line, then that is the policy of the place, and it's not up to me to then buck that policy, unless I've got 20 bucks that I want to press in that server's hand or whatever and say, you were just spectacular. (laughs) You know what I mean? Love you. But I also think that there's something to say that we're not considering is the fact that when you have a service charge, there tends to be a higher wage across the board. You know, there's a couple different places that open up and say, we're not going to do tipping, but everybody makes 20 bucks an hour. And it's equal. Like the servers, the weight of staff, You can know
0: what your money is going to be every week, every month, Yeah. no matter what role you play here. We still want you to be the best of the best in your role, but we're not going to play favorites in this location.
1: And think about how that takes the pressure off of if you can't work Friday nights no longer used to be where Friday night was or Saturday night because of tips tip might night. be the one that makes your rent for the you know month or whatever. But now if you're making the same amount and you're guaranteed a certain amount of hours and it's treated like a normal job, you know, a typical job, then your Tuesday night can be as profitable for you as your Friday night. And so wait a minute, you might have a life. Well, Stephanie, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shut up. We, we want you to
0: have a life. <laughs> the other thing we want here at the Crisis Files is for those restaurants that are being equitable and not trying to play favorites with their employees and actually that in turn makes you more appealing to me as a customer. Yeah. I want those restaurants to publicize that.
1: Yeah, well that's what that service charge the small wellness fee is for. To help you understand they're trying to do right by their employees.
0: However, it says it is not in place of a gratuity. But see here's so the deal. this is a double whammy issue.
1: Well, what they're saying is they're gonna take care of the wellness. They're giving the uh, health insurance and that kind of stuff. But they're saying they're still not paying all the wages. They're not giving them a higher wage. They want you to be able to give gratuity if that's what you want. Gratuities always, by the way, are always optional.
0: Yes. And mm-hmm. that's why the the word gratuity I know. hits but that's a little pro- extra.
1: But also the problem is that we've substituted that for wage. That is the biggest problem. Is that, that is the bigger issue. We now understand that this is like part of somebody's living wage to have a gratuity. And so it sort of becomes a moral choice unless of like, oh, wow, she was a great server. She was so funny. She laughed. She great told great jokes. Here's 20 bucks, you know, or 50 bucks. It's now part of how do I make sure that she's you know, supported in her life? And how do I make sure that we can come back and she can be here too? It's a little bit different. I don't have the answers and I don't really, I kind of go both ways. I was a bartender for many years and I lived completely off tips and I didn't get a paycheck. I claimed all my dollars because I always wanted to have a good credit history. You wanted to be honest. Yeah, I did. And I, so I always thought that that was the way to do it, but I don't know what's right now. I do wish I keep thinking about the answer to this might be that the state of Minnesota could come up with something pretty cool if they allowed even tip pooling because they don't allow restaurants to mandate how to handle the tips. So if they would sort of like change their language a little bit so that they could say no manager or owner of the restaurant may profit from tips, but they can mandate a tip pooling, which would then give a mandated per-restaurant distribution of the monies per and then day or night yeah and it's just like it could go by shift it could go by hours which is what happens in most places right. most servers tip out their wait staff and now they tip out the hosts and now they tip up the back I would applaud any state
0: that would come up with something that would unify that. this and and just make it clearer make it more customer friendly yeah I'm a big believer in less is more and this has gotten so complicated. So if you're wondering what did I do about the tip on yeah. this exhibit A. What did you? I actually, you know, fine. I paid the health and wellness charge. It's on there. It's clearly marked. But I'm told it's not a gratuity. I can't walk out of there without and she was amazing that night. I ended up doing twenty percent on the subtotal, not the total.
1: And that's the other part that I think a lot of people are getting frustrated with is that they think that all of the charges then on top of it are raising the tips even higher. And it feels like you're tipping suddenly 25% on your meal when there's also other things. Yeah. So I hear you. I mean, I would tip too. I... On that exact amount.
0: So before we go, tip pooling made me remember, I wanted to talk to you about coffee shops, yeah. places like Starbucks and others. There is tip pooling. Sometimes there's a container right there at the counter, although places like Starbucks, when I go through drive-thru and give my card, right away there's a screen that says, would you like to give $1, $2, $3? And it's almost like you have to press you one Do of
1: they those. stand it with it in your face? I mean,
0: and so what's up with bakeries
1: and coffee yeah. shops and everybody else. Yeah. It's the wage supplementing of it because they're making minimum. And so that's the thing where the employees, again, putting out a chip jar that's on them and then they distribute those monies and they decide like, how many hours did you work? How many hours did you work? What is your take from this and this? It's much like bartending. It's the same thing. It's just that we historically think of not a big deal of sliding a couple bucks to a bartender, but to a coffee person, you know, it seems different in our mind. It,
0: it absolutely does. Uh, meantime, I would recommend all of the lawmakers out there, no matter what state from which you hail, go and visit Japan, go to Australia, yeah. come back with the research you've found. You will be a popular legislator if you can solve this. Solve it. For your state. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie March. Get more Stephanie on mspmeg.com or mytalk1071.com. Today's Crisis Brief is brought to you by Proof Alliance. Number one, understand the difference between a service charge and a tip. Read your bill carefully. If you have questions, ask your server. Number two, if you are a hospitality worker, consider reading up on laws regarding tipping and service charges in your state so you can understand your wages and what you are owed. Number three, Don't feel compelled to tip in a circumstance in which you don't feel tips are warranted. Likewise, understand for servers, their wages could very well be tied to tips. If the service was good, tip. We all want babies to be healthy and have the best start possible. Avoiding alcohol while pregnant or trying to become pregnant is the first and most crucial step. Want to do more to support healthy babies? Get to know Proof Alliance. Visit ProofAlliance.org. Thank you to our podcast producer, Kim Inslee, and audio engineer, Tom Hamilton. Please rate and review The Crisis Files on your platform of choice so others can listen for crisis prevention information. Catch up on all case files at thecrisisfiles.com for the show archive plus special videos. Subscribe to our YouTube page on thecrisisfiles.com. Follow us on Instagram at thecrisisfiles. We do not provide legal, financial, medical, or PR advice for particular situations, but strongly recommend you seek out professionals to help with your specific need. I'm Rashini Rajkumar. Join me next time on The Crisis Files.